you are listening to Welcome to the Other Side, the podcast for parents navigating the turbulent waters of divorce and getting their footing in a new land. I'm your host, Meg Gluckman, certified coach and divorced mom of two kiddos, and I'm ready to share strategies for how you can move on from your divorce, how to co-parent without drama, and how to thrive in your post-divorce life. You are not alone on this journey. There's so much we can share together. Let's jump in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the podcast. Just me here today, and I want to share with you some tips to make the holidays go smoothly while co-parenting. I know we're just at the very beginning of November, uh, some folks aren't even thinking about Thanksgiving coming up and um, December holidays and so forth. But I wanted to get out ahead and give you some things to think about so that you can plan on the holidays being smooth this year. The tips that I'm going to share are some lived experience <laughs> tips, um, as well as things that I've picked up from watching how my clients navigate the holidays. I want to acknowledge that everyone has a different parenting plan. Everybody's got a different schedule. They're really, I've just seen so many, there really isn't a cookie cutter approach that's out there. So the tips that I'm going to give you really can be applied to any parenting plan. There are folks out there who alternate holidays. There are folks that um, split holidays. There are folks that never have particular holidays because perhaps one parent celebrates and the other parent doesn't celebrate. There's different things that change depending on the age of the kids, or maybe you alternate um, different forms of holiday celebrations on different years. There's so much, so much variety out there, but I promise you these tips are going to help no matter what. Okay, let's dive in. I've got seven or eight, might divide it into eight tips for you. And I really want you to listen, see which ones really land for you. And if you are thinking about the holidays and you're worried about the holidays coming up, Maybe it's your first year co-parenting, or maybe you just haven't had a smooth holiday season. Then I encourage you to come over to Instagram. I'm at Meg Gluckman, or you can go to my website, meggluckman.com. Drop me a note. Tell me what you're worried about for the holidays, and I would be happy to help you out. And maybe I'll create one more podcast addressing what people share. Love to do that. Okay, here is tip number one. Decide right now that no matter how much time you have with your kids and what you do, that you're going to experience a mix of feelings about it all, and that's okay. I wish I could tell you a perfect plan so that you would be happy <laughs> through any holiday, no matter what your parenting schedule is like. And I can't promise that. Our human experience has us experiencing both positive and negative emotions. And it's really, really normal when we're not around our kids during the, 
a holiday season, to feel sad or to feel lonely, to miss them, to miss the traditions we might have had when we were just in one household. That's really common. It's really normal. And it's also really okay to enjoy your time when you don't have your kids. It's okay that you do a lot of fun stuff during that time that they might be with their other parent. So it's going to be a mix of feelings and that's okay. The second part of this first tip is that I'm going to take good care of myself and focus on what's in my control and I can enjoy myself if I want. So I want you to just give yourself permission right now that the holidays can have some ups and they can have some downs, but I'm just going to focus on what's in my control and I'm going to just support myself through however I'm feeling. That gentleness is so freeing. When we have kind of tightness around making sure that our kids perfectly enjoy the holidays and that it's a positive experience for us and we don't give any space for kind of the full range of human emotions that come up, we really set ourselves up for disappointment because nobody can maintain perfection all the time, right? So why not start with just some grace from the very beginning? Okay, second tip, communicate and plan and confirm in advance. This is about communicating with your co-parent. Now, I know I have so many clients that have varying levels of communication, I would say, with their co-parent. So I don't know what yours is. You might be on great terms or it may be extremely hard to communicate with them. But my recommendation to the extent that you can is communicate early, plan as much as you can and confirm what has been planned. For most of us, holiday seasons include special events. They probably also include changes in our transition days or our transition times. And there's just a lot of room for things to be forgotten or for things to get confused. So take on the responsibility for yourself in order to bring ease to yourself of communicating early, planning early, and confirming in advance. Okay, tip number three, plan for empty space. I think this is so important and something that we really don't normally think about. When your kids are going between two houses during the holidays, you don't always know what they're coming from. I guess that's always true no matter what, on any day that they're transitioning. We don't always know what they're coming from, what they've been up to, who they've been around, how busy they've been, how stressed they've been. I love to make sure to plan in some empty space in our schedule during the holidays. I try not to plan something right up against when they transition. I want to give them a few hours at least to kind of adapt. (laughs) 
And I also plan empty space for myself. When they are at their dad's house, I will plan empty space so that I am not just go, 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 go when they are gone. Because what happens then is that I burn out, right? And then I want, you know, to be relaxing and refilling myself when they come back, right? Which doesn't give me a lot of bandwidth to kind of be there for them in whatever they need when they come back. So I want to make sure that I have plenty of empty space in my calendar when they are gone so that I can refill. All right, so tied to this is number four, which is be flexible. Going into the holiday season and just keeping in mind that I want to be extra flexible during this time can be super helpful, right? Kids are out of their normal routine. They're more likely to forget something at the other parent's house. They're going to feel tired from big activities and sugar spikes or special foods or seeing a lot of people they don't normally see. Maybe there's relatives coming into town. Maybe they're traveling. Maybe they're doing a lot of special events. We also don't know, do they, do they need more time with friends? Perhaps they've been around family uh, for many days and only adults, and they really could, could use some kid time. Or maybe you have siblings that have been together, you know, in a long car ride for multiple days, and they could really use some time apart, right? I want to bring this energy of just easeful adapting to the holiday period. I should note, there's kind of like a parenthetical thought that's, that's here too, which is, I'm taking responsibility for what I have control over. I don't have any control, really, of how the kids come back to me. You know, in a dream world, they would be fully rested and energized and happy. <laughs> but that's not always the case. And I don't have control over that part. But I have control when they are in my house. and. I want to create the best possible environment for them and myself. And so that's what I'm focusing on. Okay, number five, make plans for you time. Okay, I've kind of mentioned this at the top, but I want to just emphasize, if we're going to the holidays and we're afraid of feeling lonely or sad or missing our kids a lot, I would highly encourage you to make plans for yourself. Do some special things for yourself. Maybe that means making plans now, like way ahead of time to see friends that you haven't seen in a while. Or maybe it means inviting yourself over to another family's celebration um, or inviting yourself over for, for dinner somewhere. I like to do that a lot. I love my friends that <laughs> welcome me inviting myself over for dinner at times to to get some family time with them. Um, maybe it's going and doing things that normally your kids would kind of roll their eyes at having to do. For me, one of the things I love is singing carols during Christmas. I, I celebrate Christmas and it's not something my kids are big fans of, 
And so finding a few opportunities where I can go do that and not drag them along is actually quite enjoyable for me. And simultaneously, I would really encourage you that even if that loneliness or that sadness comes up, be okay with the duality of it. Like be okay feeling a little bit of sadness and still doing something that you know you enjoy. It's okay to go see the Nutcracker and also feel a little sad missing that your kids aren't there with you. It's okay to feel both. All right, number six, hold traditions gently. Hold traditions gently. This can include keeping traditions, skipping traditions, changing the dates of traditions, duplicating traditions, and bringing in new traditions. I'm going to go through all of those a little bit. So first off, definitely if there are some traditions that you want to keep, that your kids want to keep, that feel easy for you to keep, definitely keep them, right? There is there is a kind of cookie that we bake every year around Christmas time. It doesn't matter which day we do it. And my kids love doing it. I love doing it. We're going to keep doing it, right? Skipping a tradition. Some years, depending on what our co-parenting schedule is, I don't have my kids for the last two weeks of December. And so I will often choose maybe not to do, say, a Christmas tree because they are gone for so much of December. And I work it out with them and we come up with something else that we're going to do to decorate. And that feels like a good tradition to skip on those years for me. Changing dates. This is a good example for Thanksgiving. When I don't have them on Thanksgiving, I'll often plan a Thanksgiving dinner with friends um, or family if they're around that's on a totally different day. And the only reason is I love making that Thanksgiving food and I want to do it with them. And I have yet to have anybody complain about having turkey and pumpkin pie on a different day in November. (laughs) Plus all the leftovers are so good. Okay. Duplicate. There's definitely a lot of traditions that the kids duplicate between the two houses. They have the same traditions and more often than not, they are not complaining about these traditions, right? Um, So allowing yourself that, that it's okay if they do the same thing twice. If, especially if they love it, right? Um, a good example with this comes for us around birthdays. My kids have a birthday cake at each house. It's just par for the course. So one cake might fall on their birthday and one cake probably is going to fall some days off of their birthday. But like, like I said about pumpkin pie, nobody's complained about having two birthday cakes yet. And then finally, bringing in the new traditions. You know, what are some new traditions that would feel really fun and good to you? And it could be something so simple, right? As, oh, we're going to read this one story every year during the holiday season. Or here's a puzzle that we want to do together. Or 
Um, one, one thing that I love to do with my kids is there's a particular house that puts up a lot of lights and you get to drive their circular driveway around their house to like look at all of the lights. And we love doing that. And we have all of December to be able to do that. So it's very flexible. That's a great tradition for us. Okay, tip number seven. It's not a gift or experience competition. This is a lesson that I had to learn. And I would say I, I still get challenged by it some years. But I would highly encourage you to look at what comes up for you when you think that the kids might like the experience of the holidays at the other house more. I'm guessing that if you ever have that thought, like they like the presents or they like what they do over at the other house more than they like what happens at my house, that when you think that, it feels pretty crappy in your body. What I would offer you is if it feels pretty crappy in your body, let's stop thinking that thought. <laughs> You're like, well, Meg, that sounds too easy. I know, but it really can be that easy that I'm not going to give energy and attention to that thought. Now, if that thought actually feels good for you for some reason, of course, you're welcome to keep it. But if it doesn't, I'd encourage you to find a thought that's much more helpful. Because the reality is they probably like and dislike certain things at both houses. Just like they probably like and dislike some things about each parent, right? That's, that's what we do as humans. We like and dislike parts of, of every place that we have lived, every relationship we are in. Our goal isn't to win the favorite house or the favorite parent competition. Our goal is for our kids to feel safe and supported and seen and wanted and cherished and loved when they are with us. That's the biggest win. That's the biggest gift that we can give them. Okay, and finally, tip eight is just keep in perspective how one holiday fits into the greater picture of our kids' lives, into the greater picture of our parenting relationship with them, and into the greater picture of our own lives, right? I did the calculation. If you live to be 80, that's 29,200 days. So one Thanksgiving out of all of those days is, is just a drop in the ocean. So when it's helpful, just step back and take, take in that perspective. And I also encourage you to just remember how things are one year doesn't dictate how they're going to be every year going forward. So if this year, for example, you decide to pass on some traditions that you've done in the past, it doesn't mean that you can't go back to them next year. If you didn't like how you felt during some part of the holiday season this year, it doesn't mean that next year is the same. You have so much agency 
in the experience that you create. Take this holiday season, do your best with it. Be gentle with yourself. Give yourself a lot of grace. Try thinking through some of these tips that I gave you. And then afterwards, look at it, evaluate it gently. What did you like about it? What didn't you like about it? What do you want to do differently next year? And then you can make your plan for next year. All right, y'all. I hope that's helpful. Definitely come find me on Instagram at Meg Gluckman if you want to tell me how you're feeling about the holidays coming up. Or you can drop a note in my message box on my website, meggluckman.com. And I'm wishing you all a wonderful holiday season. Thank you. Bye now. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you would like more support in your life during or after your divorce, I encourage you to hop over to my website and check out the resources that I have there. I have an awesome class called Fearless Co-Parenting that you can download. It's chock full of strategies and mindset work that you can apply to your co-parenting relationship today for things to start feeling easier. If you want to work with me live, you have two options. I have a bi-monthly co-parenting support group that you're welcome to join. Or if you're craving one-on-one personal support and are ready to make some big changes, then you can sign up for my private coaching program. Lots more information on both offerings at my website, meggluckman.com. So go check it out and see how things can get a little easier, a little more peaceful, and a little more fun. Bye for now.